0: Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is hard rock lunch box. Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is hard rock lunch box.
1: Is this the Krusty Crab?
0: No, this is hard rock. Lunch box. Oh. I am not a crusty crab.
2: Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunch Box. And of course, the top 20 is February 2nd, probably. So it's Groundhog Day again. Punksatani Phil did not see his shadow, so we're looking at another six weeks of winter. Anybody in the Northeast that went outside today can tell you that. I will tell you that Staten Island Chuck, by the way, nice Staten Island, way to stay classy. Such assholes in Staten Island. Um, Staten Island Chuck did see his shadow, so apparently we will not have six weeks of winter. Malvern Mel did something. Uh, Essex County... Uh, I don't even know, man. It's it's a it's a rodent. A rodent either saw or didn't see his shadow. My man Byron Miranda from uh, PIX11 has said it's going to get hella cold, so I know it's going to be at least a couple days more of winter. That is really all I'm interested in. As he tells you all the time, kids, listen to your parents. You're going to have to layer up. Yeah. Byron Miranda. Not a sponsor, but an excellent letter, Pixel 11. Feel free to check that out. So I've got something to read. And because the education system still kind of worked when I was going to school, and because I actually give a crap about those sort of things, I... And read. Remember we covered a couple of weeks ago that like a quarter of American adults struggle to read. But they certainly can get on Facebook and talk about geopolitics. Which brings me to the following. I'm going to read something verbatim and then I'll explain it. So don't get upset. Don't get upset. It's okay. A declaration. Start strong. Right? A declaration. A declaration of the immediate causes which induce and justify the secession of the state of Mississippi from the federal union. In the momentous step which our state has taken of dissolving its connection with the government of which we so long formed a part, it is but just that we should declare the permanent. Can't read that word. Oh, sorry. There was a line over. You got to clean your monitors, kid. Uh, Permanent reasons which we have induced our course. Our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery, the greatest material interest of the world. I am not going to read anymore because I don't need to. What that is is the declaration of secession that Mississippi filed before the Civil War. They were the second state to secede. Remember, South Carolina was first, and honestly, we should let them both go, because they're both trash, as far as I'm concerned. But the reason I bring it up is because a few years ago, Mississippi said, nope, we didn't leave because of slavery. We uh, we just had differences of opinion with uh, states' rights. State, states' rights, big deal. And what they started doing was whitewashing their history books. State of Mississippi basically went up and changed history books for all the, let's say, smartish people in Mississippi. And started telling them that Mississippi did not leave, did not secede from the United States, did not traitorly, traitor secede, seditiously secede from the United States because of slavery. Well, I'm here to tell you that's a lie because I can read. I also don't live in an armpit shithole like Mississippi, so I'm having all my history books changed. Now, it is true, the the whole expression, that uh, history is written by the victor. What we have done in the South is let them, like, have their little flags, have their little statues. Like, honestly, we beat them. We beat them badly. We should have wiped them out and all of their culture and heritage. We should have flushed it down the toilet like you always did in wars up until then. We didn't. Lincoln and then um, you know, Johnson and then... Presidents had different Ideas of how to handle that But In today's day and age, Mississippi actually Has the goddamn balls to say No, we didn't leave because Of slavery, that wasn't it, that wasn't it at all Our position This is the second Paragraph, dude <laughs> This is like the first part of the meat, Like after the preamble Our position is thoroughly identified With the institution of slavery the greatest material interest of the world what do you think is true what they actually did and what we have proof of or what they're telling you now why is this important it's not nobody here gives a shit what happens in mississippi or to people that live there i don't care I I just don't. I'm I'm over trying to save the world from itself. I'm definitely over trying to save the country from itself. And honestly, we'd be so much better off with so many with, with so more less of these states. But the reason I bring it up is because it's a continuing thing that keeps coming up. And if you're not paying attention, all of a sudden it's going to become the norm. And it's important today because this dude. I don't know if you can see this. You probably can't see it on the radio. This dude is Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida, and despite being the poster boy of every Republican jerk-off that I seem to know, uh, and yes, I agree, I think he would be a lot less dangerous than somebody like Trump, uh, but he would be dangerous in a different way, because this dude just loves to pander. And this is my current favorite thing that Ron DeSantis is doing. He's changing history changing society, changing the way education works in the state of Florida. I'm going to go back and I'm going to air quote education in the state of Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced plans this week to block state colleges from having programs on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and critical race theory in his latest attack on black and LGBTQ plus people in the public education the second-term governor, governor, who was widely expected to launch a 2024 White House bid in the late spring or early summer, previously blocked a new advanced placement course on African-American studies from being taught in high schools, saying it violates state law and championed a don't-say-gay law prohibiting lessons about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. DeSantis has pursued an aggressive series of policies to block teaching or discussion about America's racist past and present, making a name for himself in the National Republican Party, still defined by the legacy of Donald Trump, who famously mobilized white voters' racism and resentment of attempts to change the nation's racial hierarchy into a winning bid for the White House. Last year, DeSantis' legislation dubbed the, quote, Stop Woke Act. That restricts certain race-based conversations and analysis in schools and business businesses. The law bars instruction that says members of one race are inherently racist or should feel guilt for past action committed by others of the same race, among other things. The among other things right there is important. It is important to realize that members of any any race are not necessarily responsible for the actions of all the race. That makes sense, right? Uh, I am not responsible for all the shit my neighbors do on this street here. Responsible for what I do. But I should also be aware of, of my history because it's important and it makes a difference. And the, what did they say? The among other things is stuff that deals, some of the stuff with critical race theory, some of it with just historical um, racial dis- discrepancies in our society. Things that have led one thing to another, to another, to another, that people tend to kind of overlook. I don't know if you've ever heard the expression generational wealth. Basically what it means is that from generation to generation, a family or unit or whatever kind of group, but generally a family, has family wealth. You see it kind of mostly like in monarchs and royalty and stuff like that, but it still exists. It exists here. It exists right in my neighborhood where families... Uh, are living in their house that their parents left them. For example, that's generational wealth. It it may not seem like a big deal, but it is. It's something that over time your family has been able to build up and pass down to you. Well, if you don't get a couple of kind of assists along the way, it is very hard to do that. And I know that very much because I've had that problem my family for years. Uh, my, my siblings and I have discussed it. My friends and I have discussed it. Like When you come from a poor, poor family, it is incredibly difficult to have something called generational wealth. The reason that is is because if you come from a very poor family, your very poor family is barely making ends meet. They're not exactly socking money away into stuff like real estate or stocks or life insurance reason I've made as many choices as I have in my particular life is because I had none of that growing up. And so when I entered adulthood, I started from zero. In fact, I actually started from negative zero because I, like most people, had to take out college loans to be able to go to college. That's how that works. I'm doing what I can now to build up some sort of anything. So that my kids at least have a little bit of a step up once I pass away, which honestly the way I'm feeling could be kind of at any moment. I know that would be a real downer on the show, but wouldn't that be good for ratings? The point is, it is incredibly difficult to do that. It's incredibly difficult. I have been very fortunate in my life in my work life. Uh, I also have an unbelievably killer work ethic, and I've been rewarded for that over the years. Not like here's like a Maserati rewarded, but here's a steady job reward. That's not always the case. And it's not always the case in poor communities. I'm just saying that stuff like generational wealth also works the other way. Generational poverty is just as common. And I think to not be able to discuss those kinds of things and not explain why, I don't know, generations of poor African-American families cannot seem to crawl out of poverty... Not having those discussions is a disservice, but it's a complete whitewashing part of the term of our particular history. And it is the way that white Republicans are leaning very hard into what they can see, they perceive as this big threat against their way of life. Like, yeah, nobody wants to get blamed for anything, and I'm not even saying that white people are to blame for it. Like, you can have that discussion on another show, but to pretend that it doesn't exist is to say that Mississippi didn't secede from the union because they wanted to keep their slaves. It's a lie. It's ridiculous. And you're stupid for believing it. You're even dumber for saying it, but man, you're really stupid for believing it. I talk about that because I was uh, rereading Bill's comments on last week's Top 20. Uh, which we were talking about, uh, I don't even remember, it's the state of education. And we were both kind of agreeing, like, how horrible the, the, the current state of education is. And it just, it's, it, it's evidenced in my own life by the fact that, you know, we pulled my teenage daughter out of public school because I, she was just kind of killing it virtually. And because the public education system wanted to basically just screw her over because... I don't even know why. I would like to say it's for tax money, but I don't really know why. We ended up just skipping high school altogether, and she's finishing up her first year of college, which at the ripe old age of 16, I think is pretty impressive. You could still make an argument that it's not the best education, but I can definitely make an argument that the last two years of high school are optional at best, and they're probably garbage at worst. So what you want from that particular conversation about the education system, and we'll get to some light, house- light housekeeping. I will apologize if I seem a little, like, under the weather. I-, I am. I'm still suffering from something. I just took a bunch of sinus medicine, so if my cadence seems a little bit off. That might be it. Uh, I also tend to ramble when I'm sick, so, like, let's kind of all agree to expect that for the next five, six minutes, (laughs) but we can get to some light housekeeping. The brand new uh, episode of the top 20 is out today. I really hope you get a chance to watch it, uh, like it and comment on it. I eventually do get back to all the comments on there. So, and I like to have the discussion, but it's, uh, it's really about finding a place for dad, which again (laughs) also ties into some of the general generational wealth stuff I was talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, blaming everything on being human, uh, back when I was fighting the Kaiser, everything wrong with TikTok and people on it, uh, I do like hippopotami. By the way, a group of hip- hippopotami is called the Float, which I think is hella funny. Uh, but if you're not keeping up with the Cincinnati Zoo and, uh, Fiona and Fritz, I don't even know what you're spending your day on, so you guys should probably get on that pretty quick. Um... Bacon is my podcast. They have seven questions and a full interview this week with Tiny Ghost. So check that out. They've also added a second episode, which is basically more of just a Mikey and Jimmy time, which I am much more a fan of. I don't have a problem with the interviews per se. Like if it's especially if it's somebody I'm interested in, then I'm I'm all for it. But I am a huge fan of just Mikey and Jimmy just talking about stuff. So if you have drifted away from Bacon is my podcast at all, be sure and catch the second extra episode. I don't even know what you would call it. It's the discussion and drinks is what they're what they're going with. Uh, so make sure you check that out. That'll be cool. Again, uh, Rebel 9, the next Rebel 9 show and the only one currently on the calendar is March 3rd. We're going to be playing at 89 North with Share the Burden. I do have tickets available right now. You can hop up on the Rebel 9 site. I think you have to pay full price from there or you can just Venmo me uh um, just with me at G Davy uh fifteen bucks and I'll save you a ticket. Um otherwise I think they're twenty at face value, so like we're gonna try and cut you every discount we possibly can. That's gonna be a fun night uh out in Patch Do not expect us to be back out there maybe more than once because it's just too too hard for us to get out there. Uh we are looking to do some stuff maybe like a Beeries or uh Village of Pub, maybe even the warehouse by the end of the year, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of local shows in Rebel 9's future, I just don't see any reason to do it, other than it's fun to do, and it's fun to do about every two months, so that'll probably be about it, so come check us out if you can, we've got a brand new song uh, to play for you, um, and we've got a brand new cover to do for you, it's gonna be a lot of fun, so, yeah, hit me up for tickets or anybody in the band, that's cool, uh, I feel like there was other stuff here, but blah blah blah, blah blah blah, I was totally gonna say something, I do Um. I know. I can't believe that either. I cannot believe I just totally forgot something I was going to say. Like never happens. Check in with the chat real fast. I got to pull my (laughs) business. Yes. Yes. Rambling DJ is always always a good time. I'm just totally drawing up like it was totally something I wanted to talk about. Does anybody remember? Anybody remember what it was I was going to talk about? Because I certainly don't. I tell you, man, I am so damn tired of being sick. We're going to have brand new music uh, on the show today. We're going to have brand new music from the band Pine Street. And I'm trying, I should actually try and message Max. I got it from Matt, but I've known Jesse for years. and, And I don't know if there's a difference technically between Pine Street Band and Pine Street. But I should find out because I saw Matt post that they were doing their first single. And I was like, yo, man, I've got first singles already from Pine Street. But that's from Pine Street Band. So this might be Pine Street, so uh, maybe I'll check with Matt during one of the breaks, and so I'll we'll see if I can get some clarification on that. Regardless, uh, it'll be good and exciting. And as always, I love to play new music here on the box, and, uh, well, not the Top 20, but I like to talk about on the Top 20 playing new music on the box, because it is just one of my favorite things to do, especially if it's a local band, and then, you know, it'll be good. By the way, I'm, I'm just growing more and more disappointed that so many bands are still playing uh, um, Amityville Music Hall. Like now, I have not launched any sort of formal campaign. I just tell anybody that will listen that maybe they shouldn't because there's scumbags over there. Um, or actually, it's just one scumbag, and she just happens to be in charge over there. So I'm not going there. Also, I can't even step in the building because I was technically tossed out and asked to leave. So I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> not going to drop any any money on that place at all. I just. I, I'm never going to set foot in there until she's been fired or, you know, dies because somebody kills her, which, you know, I'm not advocating, but I'm also, you know, not not advocating. <laughs> That's fine. Horrible, horrible human being. Um, so I won't be going to Pine Street Show. I will not be going to the Pathmaker Show. I'm not going to be going to the This Good Robot Show, which is disappointing because I'd like to see some of those bands, but I just, you know, I just absolutely refuse and, uh, you know, I don't I don't know why bands keep doing it. I mean, Amityville Music Hall is not a great venue at all. It's horrible, horribly gross. Uh, the the bar is, you know, shit at best. And, again, like, the people there are, like, mm, kind of iffy. I mean, like, they used to be much better. Uh, it's, it's hard for bands. It's not the greatest load-in situation. You get to leave your gear kind of in the audience, which is hella dangerous. They don't really provide anything for the bands, which I just always thought was weird and they tend to just treat them badly and it's not an isolated incident with me at all but you know bands just keep choosing to play there and I just I just find it amusing with other places to play that place places that treat you well that you would just opt to play a shithole for absolutely no benefit whatsoever it's just shocking to me but that's that's what it is and that's what they're doing and that's fine like good luck but basically, at this point, all I'm really doing is just warning people. Like, I'm not telling anybody, like, don't play there because I said so. That's stupid. I'm telling people, like, when you play there, keep an eye out for this because this is what's going to happen. By the way, can we just talk about how absolutely awful I am looking lately? I, I want to blame this all on just being sick, and it could very well be because I just I feel awful. And the, There's only, honestly, so much I can hide behind the beard, which is just bananas by the way, if you're interested at, it at all, I think I mentioned this, and I again, I apologize for rambling. I, I think I've mentioned that Rebel 9 is in the studio right now. We're working on new material. We're recording four songs. Four. Uh, we meant to do three, but we couldn't make a decision, <laughs> so we ended up doing four. You'll be happy to know, if you've seen us lately, that the fourth song that we added... Uh, at the time, was the newest song called Aaliyah, and that's going to be one of the uh, four releases, which is awesome. We actually have new songs written since then, uh, and we've got a whole batch of other stuff. So we're going to revisit that probably in the fall of 2023, maybe even closer to the winter. But um, it was funny because I was working on a song the other night. I was tracking vocals to a song called Inside, which you may or may not have heard. I mean, we played it a couple of times, the reason we've only played it a couple times it's a terribly difficult song for me to sing uh it's high it's, it's some of it's at the very top of my range and it basically wears me out like I can do it at rehearsal but like at, when when I play live I tend to over sing because I'm an idiot and I just do that I get excited like everybody else like, I've gotten better at that over the years, which is great. Cause I love really kind of coming into my own towards the end of my career, cause that's super helpful. But um, it's been very difficult to sing that song if I'm also singing another very high song in the set, like Stephen Segal or uh, some of the covers we've done, like when we just did The Trooper. Like there was absolutely no way I was singing inside the set. But it was funny because I was. It's the only song I was nervous going into, and I sat with uh, Dave, our producer, and I was like, look, here's the deal. Like, I am not singing this song with a confidence of strength that I, I just, I haven't gotten there yet. Like, the other three songs, like, I can sing in my sleep. I know exactly what I want to do 100% of the time. And honestly, for Inside, I know exactly what I want to do, too. I just can't. It's... And, like, uh, Noodle and I will argue about this because he'll be like, of course you can, man. Just, yeah, go ahead. And that's a dead accurate impression of him. But, like, there's limits to how high my boys can go With any power. Like, yeah, I seem to master what I can do with falsetto. Uh, I haven't mastered falsetto, but mastered what I can do with falsetto pops and stuff. And it was pointed out to me not all that long ago that apparently that's my thing, which I didn't even realize. But, yeah, it's showing up in more and more songs because it's fun, and I do it well, and I do it with some strength, which is kind of unusual, apparently. So I have no problem leaning into that. But this song, like, I really just wanted it to be much more powerful, like, I want to be you know, Lejean from Seven Dust, and I'm not, I'm not gonna be <laughs> and it's not, but like I want, if I could sing like that, that's exactly what this song calls for, and I can't and it was funny, so I had all this trepidation and I was like, you know, this is gonna be tough, like, it might even take a couple of sessions, and I'm like oh, this is what I'm doing, so, we went in and we just went through one take and kind of listened to it, and he's like Dave was like, well, why don't you just like Instead of going up on this part, just like bring it back down with the other one. I was like, all right, well, we'll give it a shot. The dynamic, the change in the chorus was <laughs> was so fantastic uh, for a couple reasons. Because I sang lower in, in a lower register, I naturally have, you know, 700 pounds of force that I can throw at a lower note. So it became really strong, really quick, but also because I wasn't popping that really high note early on song became infinitely easier to sing, <laughs> and unfortunately, the problem that I'm left with is in the back of my head. It's like, are you being lazy right now, or is this really best for the song? You're being lazy, aren't you? But maybe it's also best for the song. There's a lot going on, back and it oh, totally looks like that. It was fun for me. It was funny for me. Like, I don't know that I've ever been handed a like a shortcut, like. I, I, I don't remember what it was, like, in Candyland, like, we just got to, like, pass the swamp or whatever it was, but that's totally what it felt like, and it was such a gift because I was like, I never have to sing it that way again. <laughs> <laughs> we made it! <laughs> anyway, it's funny because you're not going to be able to hear it because we're not going to play Inside Live again until we actually release it, but. I had so much other stuff to talk about. I actually did just remember in the middle of that what I wanted to talk about it was definitely more George Santos stuff. Because the latest on that is he went into a closed door meeting with Kevin McCarthy. By the way, Kevin McCarthy, good on you for meeting in a closed door with a gay man that's also a drag queen. Good, good for you, Kevin McCarthy. Dude douche extraordinaire. But they met behind closed doors and George Santos basically came out and said, I'm not going to take any of my seat assignments, my committee assignments, until all the investigations uh, about me are done. First of all, they're never going to be done until he's in jail. He's a bad dude. He's a liar, a fraud, a cheat, and a thief. And they just opened the investigation into the $3,000 he stole from a dying dogs GoFundMe. Which is like, dude, why are we even still talking about this dude? But, Kevin McCarthy Being the douche that he is, was basically like, all right, don't take any of the committee assignments, but also don't resign because I've got a very slim majority here and every vote counts. And that tells you everything you need to know about Republicans in Congress right now because they will suffer the biggest loser ever in order to stay in charge. And I'm not even talking about the last presidential election. I'm going to shut up and play some music. Isn't that why we're all here? I know it's why I'm here. So, I don't know. Enjoy.
0: Hard. Rock. Lunch.
2: Box. Pop Evil and Fit for a King have a new song out. It's called Dead Reckoning. I kind of dig it.
0: Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box.
2: Now, (laughs) you might be asking yourself, why? Why that song? And I'll tell you why that song. Because it is catchy as. Heck. I've never seen The Lion King, but I'm pretty sure The Lion King is on somewhere now just because I played that song. That's cool. You know, there are so many great things about doing this show. There really are. Like, and that's why I keep doing it. It's been, I don't know, nine years. And, uh, you know, I mean, not every week. Like, there's definitely some weeks where it's like, uh <laughs> But I generally only take off one week a year. I do have a family reunion coming up. I think it's in June. I think they're finalizing. I just got to figure it out. So I'll probably miss that one. But I just, I don't take a lot of days off. And the reason I don't is because I actually like doing this show. I like the conversation with all you people. That's fun. I love that it's live and we can have, like, a live conversation and change the course of history or at least course of this show, but one of the things I truly like about doing it is finding new bands, uh, not necessarily new, like, new in existence, but new to me, possibly new to you. I think it's just, I think it's awesome, I really do. And uh, I guess several weeks ago at this point, I thought I had discovered the band Skindred, which I, it turns out I did not. I discovered Skindred much like Columbus discovered America, which is basically not at all. And that's... (laughs) <laughs> but I discovered it for me, that on the persistence of other people and other box listeners, I definitely deep-doved, deep, deep-divided. deep <laughs> We've never we never actually figured out what that phrase is, but I took a deep dive into the rest of their catalog, and I've been listening to a lot of it. And as much as I like pressure, I think it's awesome. I did happen to find one the other night, just uh, just uh, flipping through uh, their Spotify and stuff, and, and I came across this. Now, on the short list... Of cover songs, and I say that often. It's actually getting longer. But on the short list of cover songs that Rebel Nine has considered doing over the years, almost all of them are for fun. Uh, there's been a couple that we've considered doing for real. Uh, we did "Dirty Feeds, Done Dirt Cheap." We covered "Last Dance for Lucy" for a long time, uh, and, and but some of them are just for like one-offs and fun. I will tell you, the one we're doing on March 3rd is definitely a one-off, and it's going to be for fun. I mean, maybe we'll do it again, but probably not. It's really just for my enjoyment. Um, and, and Noodles Enjoyment and stuff like that. So that that's going to be fun. But On the Short List has been a song for years that I always wanted to do and I just could not figure out a good way to do it. And I realized that the reason I can't figure out a good way to do it is because I am not nearly as talented a singer in this particular genre that I would need to be in order to pull it off. But it, as it would happen the dude from skindred is (laughs) so ladies and gentlemen i would like to present what i am currently considering one of the top 10 covers of all time because i cannot stop listening to it and i hope you can't stop listening to it at least for the next three minutes and nine seconds it's a little skindred in the box hard rock lunch box and speaking of great songs and great versions of great songs and versions of great versions of great songs and stuff like that we've got this hard rock lunch box yo it's totally time for new music music that's right, man. As I said at the beginning of the show, I've got brand new music here from the local band Pine Street. Now, personally, I'm trying to find out what the f... Happened to my... There we go. Isn't that better? That's better, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, God damn. God damn. Um, what was I saying? I got brand new music from Pine Street. Yeah. Uh not get a chance to reach out to them. Maybe I'll reach out to Jesse later and see if there is a fundamental difference between Pine Street Band and Pine Street. I assume it's just like when Jefferson Starship, wait, when Jefferson Airplane went to Jefferson Starship and then just went to Starship, but not exactly like that. Kind of like that. I know that I have not played with Pine Street, band or otherwise, since Matt has joined the band. Uh, I actually tried to rectify that only a week or so ago, but they are busy. They're actually one of the bands that are playing at Avenueville Music Hall for whatever reason. I mean, I know the reason, and I respect the reason I would never talk them out of it. It just bothers me that people keep funneling money into that place, despite how badly they treat the band. But that's neither here nor there, and it's not about me. This is about them, and they have put out their first single as the as this particular unit, and possibly the first Pine Street single ever, if I'm understanding that correctly, but regardless, it'll be available absolutely everywhere, I think it drops today, if it doesn't drop today, it drops tomorrow, a lot of stuff drops on Friday, but do check it out on Spotify, It is the band is called Pine Street, the, the song is called Florid, and I have it for you here, mainly because I'm super cool, but also because Matt was even super coolier send it over to me earlier so are you guys ready everybody ready this's brand new music
1: from Pine Street
2: Yesterday, Tom Brady officially, again, retired from football, and I know a lot of people are making fun of him, and I just I honestly think we should stop. I think he's literally one of the greatest of all time to ever play the game. I think even Tom Brady right now is capable of being one of the best in the world at the sport, and I think it's, you know, sad that he's come to the decision that it's time for him to step away because he's not able to do it the way that he wants to do it, and I understand I really do understand that. It's definitely something that I consider, like, when I'm going to reach that point. I mean, clearly, I am no Tom Brady, but the decision will nevertheless be uh, the same. Closer to home, actually, is also yesterday. It may have been dwarfed by other news, is that Ozzy Osbourne decided to cancel the rest of his European tour and is also retiring from touring says his physical health does not allow him to do this anymore and that hit me extra hard because Ozzy has basically been touring ever since I've been going to concerts uh it's just it's just it's kind of a big deal and I know I don't talk about it all the time but I have mentioned it in the past that my very first very big tour was on the OzFest and I met him and he was very nice to us as was Sharon and it's a big kind of a deal for me. It's a, it's a thing I've been chasing the entire rest of my career. And to see an icon like that step off into the sunset is kind of sad. But I will say I felt more okay with it there because he has done so much and done it for so long. And it's got to be terribly exhausting and terribly taxing. And it's it's a lot of work. People don't think it is, but it is. I mean, maybe it's not that much work when you're at Ozzy's level, but my work it certainly is. And it really is exhausting and takes everything out of you. So I hope it's not the end end of everything. And I certainly hope it's not like we're close to the end, period, because that would be bad. But I do want to thank the man for decades and decades of performances, I think are just simply brilliant. Honestly, I could not pick a song that really kind of encompasses it all for me, and I was going to play No More Tears, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. I felt like going with this one. It's underrated as F, but man, it was the first time we got a good look at Zach Wilde, and Jesus Christ, what a good guitar player he was.
0: Hard Rock Lunch Box
2: Oh, man, just reading an article here, uh, about an interview with Steve Vai. Steve Vai says his 2022 In European tour was his, quote, most challenging ever and says even big bands are canceling because they can't make the numbers work. It's the kind of thing I've been hearing hints about and been kind of saying on the show here for about a year. Vai uh, warned that the costs of touring have spiraled and that bands are lucky if they can even break even, confessing that his 2022 European tour was the most challenging he'd ever put together. Uh, Things are getting better, but the bottom line is that it's not what it used to be, and the financial challenges of putting a tour together are causing even larger acts to shorten their schedules. Uh, trying to get out on tour after covid was incredibly difficult for musicians because everything was kind of deranged he said quote you couldn't get a bus buses sat for 4 years and you couldn't you can't do that all the bus drivers went to drive trucks so we didn't have bus drivers you couldn't get gear you couldn't get help and it was really difficult the european tour i did was the most challenging now things are getting oiled they're starting to come back together nicely but he says he does not expect not expect things to, to kind of just work out anytime soon. So if you're seeing less and less bands do tours, that's kind of why. Also, I was saying on the show a couple weeks ago that I truly believe that bands are really going to go more into festivals because it makes more sense. There's plenty of them. There are festivals popping up every weekend, and bands don't actually have to do their own support. They can just fly in and out for shows and just go that way. So you might want to keep an eye on that if you're expecting bands to come out and do national tours like they used to you might have to pony up and actually go to a festival. But you can take it or leave it. My interest in seeing live bands is really, really waning. I just, I have no interest in doing it. And it's not even so much the bands. I'm just tired of the people that go to see these bands. Honestly, I'm tired of people just in general. Not you guys. You guys are awesome. But like, just the American public is just something I am just kind of over right now. Maybe that'll come back. Maybe it won't. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. It's not affecting me in any way, badly or otherwise right now. But... Completely unrelated to that. If you had told me, I don't know, a week, a month, a year ago, that I'd be playing brand new Fallout Boy on the box, probably in a laughed at you. But here I am, it's love from the other side. <laughs> Who knew? Hard, rock, lunch, box. Guess who's got new uh other new music? <laughs> Yeah, that's me just botching another uh, introduction, because why not? (laughs) There's my pet. Well, this is less new music. Well, it's actually more new music. It's like new, new music, because it's actually just a sneak peek at new music. This will be new music next week, so I'm going to play this little sneak peek, but don't tell anybody, alright? I definitely feel like the sinus medicine is kicking in because I'm making all kinds of mistakes now. So I'm just going to go ahead and play you this sneak peek. Remember, don't tell anybody. It comes out not this Friday, but next Friday. it's brand new music from something heavy. But it's a secret, so don't be a dick. social media a couple of weeks ago for the only thing it's actually used for anymore. And I asked for, uh, actually, the only thing it's actually useful for anymore. I asked for people to send me some uh, undersigned, under the radar, and kind of like localish sort of bands that I haven't heard yet. And as to be expected, have more absolute garbage, because that's usually how that goes. But I did pick up a couple of gems. This is one of them. It's banned. Fairly local, maybe uh, fairly regional, called The Fire With Friends. I'm going to look more into them. The song's called Mood Garden. i got to tell you, I was definitely digging it. Maybe you will, too, on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. I don't spend a lot of time hovering over Spotify and Apple Music about their stats, but every now and then I do find it kind of interesting to see what's going on with the Revel 9 collection, and I thought it was just interesting that for some reason, whatever reason it was the song the good fight is the most played rebel 9 song in the country for the past couple of weeks because people just needed to hear it
1: well can you tell who I've just all that I can The thousand times, a thousand eyes have stared into But nothing I've become
2: That sound means, totally means that we are knee-deep in the weekly Craving the Week with Craving Strange, and I know most of you are probably thinking, it's time for me what you say. Well, up until about two minutes ago, you'd be right, but much like a last-minute left-hand turn on the highway, you like completely disregarding any other drivers on the road, which apparently is the way we do things now. Hi there. I have decided to play something else. Yeah. It's my show. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 Going all the way back to I don't even know what album at this point. It's some classic craving. My enemies look just like my friends on the box. You used to be part of the fight. I used to be someone I liked.
1: You were never ready. You were never ready. And I'm always proving that I'm right We were never ready We were never ready This is the last time you will ever see
2: Say it every time. How would you like to get yelled at by that? My goodness, what a voice. <laughs> well, kids, it's definitely time for me to get the hell on out of here. And it's not me, it's you. Actually, it's not even you. It's the fact that it's almost two o'clock on a Thursday, which means our time together is coming to an end. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna send you off with a little pat on the head and something to dance your way out. But man, do remember to layer up this weekend and Stay warm if you can. We're talking negative numbers here. That's frostbite season. I would just curl up under the couch, honestly, or maybe not under the couch, but on the couch. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You live your life how you want to live your life. What I will tell you now is you can either stay and listen or you can leave and miss out. But this is how we're ending the box today and probably not ever again, at least not until next week, when I'll see you again on the box.
0: Hard Rock. Lunch. Box.